Welcome to the Monetary Mixtape with Will Hoffman, founder of Hoffman Wealth Management. In this podcast, we help fellow Gen Xers simplify complex wealth issues that are important to Gen X. We do this by cutting out the mundane material and using a refreshing approach to finances in a way this skipped generation appreciates. Join us for this ride where we explore financial planning and wealth management as Will Hoffman draws from almost 20 years of experience and brings to you qualified guests to help be your latchkey to tricky monetary affairs. Welcome to Monetary Mixtape with your host, Will Hoffman where we talk about the ever-forgotten Generation X. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hey there, Will. How are you? I'm great, Wendy. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. We've got some uh, guests in studio. Yes. Yeah. So in continuing our series on education, funding, and planning, um, we have uh, somebody that's very important to Hoffman Wealth Management, um, the, the founder and creator of the program that we use to help parents plan um, on how to save on college. And, you know, it's a little bit of difference. We're going to talk uh, in another episode about how to save for college and, and what options we have. Um, but we're going to talk about how to save on college and how that fits into to some of the things that we've talked about with Tina, the FAFSA guru, and then with Jack, uh, our admissions uh, counselor. So we have with us Roger Laurel from uh, Collegiate Funding Solutions. Welcome, Roger, to the Monetary Mixtape. Thank you for inviting me. Pleasure to be here. We're excited to to hear about um, you know how this software helps us, uh, where where it came from, how you developed this, and how you saw the need that that we could be using it. So we're we're excited to have you here. Thank you. Uh, just real quick, Roger, a quick bio of, of yourself, where you know your background and and how you came to uh, to found the Collegiate Funding Solutions program. Oh, well, thanks for asking. Um, well, that was really actually over 20 years ago when I um, started the, um, I guess, the uh, early version, if you will, of Collegiate Funding Solutions. But it was really sort of driven by what I recognized at that point in time was a, a need that was not being fulfilled uh, very well. And that was helping parents uh, have a better uh, idea of what they could do to plan and pay for college in a way that would actually bring down the cost of a college education. You know, so much of the um, so much of the emphasis uh, then and really still now was just on uh, you know save for college. College is a goal to be funded, and you know when kids get there, you know hopefully they'll have sufficient uh, amounts of resources to pay for college. Well, you know that really um, wasn't working very well. Twenty plus years ago, because people were right. going broke paying for college and they weren't saving for college. And it really, the problem has really only been exacerbated over the last 20 years. So I guess you could say in a nutshell, it was just a, a question of, uh, um, of uh, you know, identifying an opportunity and creating a, a, a way to um, basically solve the problem for families. Right. And, and, you know, in true entrepreneurial spirit, that that's, that's what we do, right? We find the, find the void, figure out how to fill the void and then market the crap out of ourselves, right? That's it. So, so some of the challenges that you mentioned, um, and I know that we faced in working with Gen X parents um, in my 20-year career uh, was always, okay, we just had a baby. We would like to start saving for our kids' education. Uh, what are my choices? And, you know, you go through the 529 plans and the Coverdell options, and we would always do a, a college cost estimate. We almost felt helpless to tell them, you know, we're talking about a, a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar 
savings goal. And the trickiest part is you only have 18 years. So you have a very, very short runway to, to fill this need all while you're paying for life and trying to keep your eye on retirement and trying to accumulate uh, your own assets. So it was something that when we found collegiate funding solutions, um, we were immediately drawn to and saw the immediate impact with with our clients. What I guess what what are some of the the biggest hurdles that you guys have been able to solve for for parents over the the twenty years? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I guess maybe to kind of uh, work my way into that a little bit and just piggybacking off of a couple of things that you said there. The um, uh, you know it's certainly a fact that. Uh, families, even if they have a financial advisor, uh, you know, paying for college is something that, you know, for the most part, doesn't really become urgent until their kids are a little older. All right. I mean, some people are early savers, but for the most part, it's when your kid gets into high school and I've got a a couple of kids in high school now, and I'm seeing this firsthand now, the, um, it starts to get urgent and they're like, wow, you know, Mary, Tommy, they're going off to college in a couple of years. You know, we really need to do something about it. So they get on the phone and they call their, they've got an advisor, they call their advisor and maybe they go in and see him. And unfortunately, as I've been saying for a long time, this is sort of the elephant in the room of retirement planning for advisors. They're very well equipped to deal with uh, retirement planning, but someone comes in with this circumstance, you know, kid a few years away from college, they got multiple kids. What can you do to help me? And, you know, the, all the advisor maybe comes back to him with is, well, you know, you need to be saving about, you know, eight to 10 grand a month, <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> right. you need the cost of college. It's so demoralizing. It's demoralizing for the family, you know, and it's, it's certainly demotivating for the family. And, you know, it's a little, maybe even embarrassing uh, for the advisor that they got nothing else to offer. Right. Sure. So that's sort of the situation that, that the families are in. And so, um, so okay with yeah, that because and I don't mean to interrupt, but but all we were ever doing was stating the obvious without a solution. It was here's this giant goal, and just to give you an idea of of what the the obvious is, is you know, in 2023, we're talking about an average of thirty five thousand dollars a year, thirty five thousand five hundred and fifty one dollars a year um, for for a college education. That amounts to one hundred and forty two thousand dollars over four years. If a degree can be achieved in four years, because, you know, we know that the, the hurdles are put in their play in their way to try to stretch that out as, as long as possible. Um, so just, just to save that, I mean, we're talking about a 7% inflation rate on, on education. That's $480,000 18 years from now. Yeah. That's trying to save $1,100 per month just so your money can try to keep up with the inflation. That's that's not you know a seven percent interest rate. We're just keeping pace with inflation. So all we're able to do before engaging collegiate funding solutions was say, this is going to be expensive, um, and we'll help as much as we can. But that's about it. And you're going to end up probably taking out a lot of loans, right? Which is really the reality here, okay? Because people are so unprepared, and they're and uh, um, all they're sort of left with. Uh, I don't have the stat in front of me here, but um, the last time I remember seeing it, uh, for families that have a financial advisor, they've saved on average about $50,000. That's not a drop in the bucket in light of what you just said. And by the way, that's one child you just talked about. You know, right. I got five. So, you know, um, it really does start to add up very quickly. And so the um, what's happened and what we see out there, it's the hot topic is people just take on incredible amounts of student loan debt, both the parents 
and the kids. Now, from the parent standpoint, obviously that money um, is coming right out of, it's an opportunity cost, whereas the, the money is not available for the long-term goal of investing and, and, and uh, putting you know, the retirement nest egg together. For the kids, what we've seen is they come out of school burdened with student loan debt, especially if they go on and get advanced degrees, which a lot of kids do, and they come out and they don't have any, you know, they can't get into a home. They can't buy a house. They're servicing an incredible amount of student loan debt. So again, our approach has always been, okay, let's, let's find the ways that we can help families actually reduce their out-of-pocket college costs. Can we help families make better, smarter, more informed decisions about not only where their kids go to college, but how they sort of, if I would um, maybe put it this way, how they would um, empower themselves, all right, with the the expert information that they need to get the best possible deal for a college education and what kinds of things can they do to bring down the cost of college, whether they're leveraging uh, the financial aid system, which they which families who know what they're doing can do to achieve a best outcome on that standpoint, whether it's maximizing scholarship opportunities at school, whether it's finding schools that want their students to attend and, and would induce them with um, uh, some form of tuition discounting. Um, it, that begins to get into the whole sort of bigger picture of what we began to realize over a period of years is you got the buyers and you got the, uh, the sellers, the parents are the buyers of the college education and the universities are the sellers of the college education. Unfortunately, parents have been very uninformed buyers. It's just a fact. Sure. And that's why we are where we are. So anything that you can do to provide actionable information in this case would be through their financial advisor to help them, uh, you know, make better shopping decisions, if you will, you're going to get a better outcome. And it works that way in so many other you know, sorts of, of situations where you're making a really expensive purchase. The more you know, probably the less you're going to pay, sure. right? So, you know, at a big picture perspective, that's really what we're talking about here. And, and I, I want to unpack something you said there about the deal that yeah. schools offer. Can you, yeah. can you talk a little bit about that? Because I, I feel though, as though parents go in, they see the price. I think that the parents kind of see this or the student sees this and says, okay, that's the price. How do they shop and, yeah. and talk about how the collegiate funding solution helps them shop? That's a great question. And this is a hugely important part. And this is a, uh, this is a process that even in my whole family we're uh, heading into now is my uh, daughter is a, a junior in high school. All right. Um, again, to of course sort of stick with the, uh, the reality that, you know, colleges are business. They're, sure. they're businesses. They're in the business of putting, you know, kids in the in, in the seats, so to speak, at the universities, right? And so, um, you know, their goal is to maximize enrollment, right? They want to maximize enrollment, all right? And so, um, what what you see, uh, what you find, is that there are many schools out there, and in fact, most schools, right? Not all schools, but most schools out there. We're in a situation right now where many of them are scrambling to put kids in the seats, all right? Uh, a lot of schools are, are are not doing really great, you know, you know, financially, and uh, they have to find ways to get kids in the seats. And that means they're willing to deal. Right. Um, but the thing about getting a good deal is sort of a um, if you're a family, you got to make sure that you're applying to schools that want your student to attend and would attract them either with uh, generous amounts of financial aid or some other form of, of tuition discounting, because for a school not to have a kid in that seat is much worse than giving up five, 10, 15, $20,000 to get them there. All right. So there's this whole process. 
Now it's a changing landscape and there's a, there's lots of, of, of things that we could get into, but while sure. I'm sort of going down this road here, very important, uh, I think for, for your audience that when you're looking at schools, you should absolutely make sure that your student is applying to colleges where you know they're gonna get a great deal. And, and it doesn't necessarily even matter if it's a school that they really have their heart set on going to. All right, keep in mind, you're a buyer of a college education, you want bargaining chips in your hand, you want schools that want your students to attend, what's going to happen well, as this process plays out over time is that these schools, as you're applying to these schools and, and um, ultimately receiving acceptance letters from these schools and financial aid awards, you're going to get award letters from colleges. Right. Well, I call that, a that's a bird in the hand, man. That is a bargaining chip, all right? Okay. And that allows families to have something that they can use to go back to other schools to try and unlock additional funds from these schools, especially schools that want the student to attend. And hopefully this makes sense to you. It's just yeah, like- well, because purpose. that's what the, the Collegiate Funding Solution Program allows us to do is to take a, a school when, when a parent comes in and says, okay, my, my son or daughter would like to go to- um, University of XYZ. Mm -hmm. And it allows us to to look at the current cost, um, whether XYZ is a buyer or seller, and how much the traditional financial aid package is. And then we can compare that against other schools similar to XYZ. Um, through this process, found some incredible places I had never even heard of. One of them is in my brother's backyard in, in Virginia that I had no idea was there that is a big time buyer and offering tremendous discounts has some very distinguished alumni. So it, it's, it, there are good schools that are, that want your children to attend there. It's just a matter of finding them and, and understanding what that, what that package looks like. No, that's absolutely true. And in fact, um, in addition to that, um, what you have the ability to do is uh, let's say a, a student is um interested in a certain uh, uh, you know degree program. Let's say they, they want to be an engineer, all right? Well, I think a pretty important question, again, we're coming at this from the financial standpoint primarily, right? Right. Uh, we want to help people, again, in light of our mission, which is helping families save on and not just for the cost of college. Let's say you know the student is looking to be an engineer. Well, they may have four or five schools that they kind of want to look at. And yes, you can tell them sort of what their net price would be at those schools and things they can do to further reduce that net price. I call that optimized price. OK. Right. Um, and that gets into the uh, specialized software that you have and the uh, the access that your firm has to uh, subject matter experts here at our company. But one of the really cool things is if they're uh, let's say, again, that they do want to be an engineer, what schools ought they uh, be considering in order to get the best financial deal? And right. that's something else that families cannot get on their own. You're not going to go to schools. Uh, net price calculator, they're not going to tell you, hey, in addition to us, here's 10 other schools you ought to be looking at. You're going to get a better deal. See, they're not in the business of doing that. And right. where can families get this kind of help? I mean, if they can't go to their financial advisor, I can tell you as a parent with a kid in high school, you're not going to get it through the high school. You're right. not going to get it through a college admissions counselor. All right. Um, uh, because they're going to focus more on what would be the good fit, you know, uh, social fit, academic fit. Uh, you know, things of that nature, you know, where would you be, you know, fulfilled, but they really don't get into anything very much so on the, on the financial side. And I've, I've noticed this a lot over the last, you know, 20 years, it's, it's, it's a little amusing that the families will spend thousands of dollars on a college admissions counselor or a coach. And I mean, thousands, they're popular, they spend a lot of money, 
And then, uh, you know, the kid comes back with a list of schools that are like unaffordable for the parents. Sure. It's like, well, okay, <laughs> now, now what do we do? You know, uh, he's going to be taking out a lot of student loan debt. And unfortunately, right. parents will do that because they love their kids and they will sacrifice financially to help them get an education, oftentimes making really imprudent financial right. decisions. Well, and based on my experience, you know, we've seen it with our clients, whether they're um, sacrificing their own retirement or accumulation. Um, and, and for Gen X parents, so much of our retirement is on our own. You know, we very few of us have pensions. You know, we're 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 funding our four hundred one ks. We're picking the investments and and helping our clients build these assets. And then they say, "Well, you know, my son needs help with with a school," and they're more than happy to take that out, often at a tax penalty and and higher tax rates. And um, just so either their children avoid debt or they're trying to help them with the debt. Once they've graduated and just a couple of more statistics um, on the debt, average student that graduates um, from a four year institution is having approximately anywhere from a 344 increasing to almost a thousand dollars a month worth of student loan debt over 10 years. Um, that turns the average debt of about twenty eight thousand dollars into $76,000. That number may be incorrect. So if they're paying $1,000 a month or over 10 years, they're accumulating or paying about $72,000 um, in debt. And you know, there's some of those revises you pay programs that could take 20 years to repay. Yeah. And, and you know, that's money they can't. You're right. They can't buy a house, can't buy the car that they want, can't start saving for their own retirement without this giant burden. And that's what this program helps us to understand to either limit or make the most educated purchase decision when it comes to, to school debt. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, this stuff about, you know, taking on loan, that's like buying a house, right? You buy a right. house, you got a 30 year mortgage, you're not paying half a million for that house. You're paying, you know, 1.2, whatever the number is. <laughs> right. right. So that education becomes a whole lot more expensive. Every dollar that you're taking out, and 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 it's just huge. Every dollar you're taking out in debt to pay for college is not only the opportunity cost from the retirement, what that could be, but it's it's further increasing the cost of that college education right. over time. So it's it's nuts. And what I have observed and what we're seeing and what we're trying to do as best we can is help people understand that there's too much at stake here. Sure. There's too much at stake just to say, well, hey, you know. My kid, I want to send my my student to, uh, or, or or my daughter, let's say, has her heart set on going to Clemson University, which is where I went to school. All right, um, but back when I went to school there, it was nowhere near the price it is now. And um, when you're sending your child to an out-of-state public university, it's the worst possible deal for a family. Right. All right. In our database of college costs, there are over 500 colleges that are over fifty thousand dollars a year. And a lot of times they're not just the private universities, which are 60, 70, and in fact, over 80 grand a year now sticker price. All right. right. But a lot of them are these out-of-state publics where the cost of tuition has doubled. You know, you're paying double the cost there. So I think people need to really think long and hard as much as I'd love for my daughter to go to Clemson University. Am I willing to spend $55,000 for an out-of-state public university when she could go to, you know, I live in North Carolina, NC State for 25 grand a year? And get it. I mean, you know, there's too much riding on this financially sure. for people to just say, well, they got a great football team, so let's, you know, go there. And well, I think you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and 
you gave me the perfect segue into our Gen X pop culture discussion when you brought up NC State. Um, we're we're staring down the barrel of the NCAA basketball tournament here, and and um, actually we're recording this in February. This will air in March, so we're probably right in the middle of either finding out who's in or knowing who's in and seeing some games. So uh, I wanted to talk about as Roger and I are both sports guys, sports junkies, both ACC conference alums. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about the NCAA basketball tournament and Generation X because. And Roger, I think you'll agree with this. Our generation saw some of the greatest games to ever occur in the NCAA basketball tournament. What do you think about that? I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, when I think of – you mentioned NC State. And, and to me, it's the most popular game. It's played every year on television. Um, you know, we have the Jimmy V Foundation, and and we see this this video all of the time. But to me, it's it's when NC or uh, NC State upset Houston in 1983, the uh, the popular five slamma jamma of um, you know, Clyde Drexler and Akeem Olajuwon, and they upset them. And now Jimmy Valvano is running around the court looking for somebody to hug. Um, what other games stick into your mind as as great games from from that era? Well, I mean, the one that popped in my mind, it's a little bit past that, is the, uh, you know, when Duke won, uh, they beat, um, was it, who did they beat, Villanova? Uh, when Kentucky. Who, who they played? Kentucky, Kentucky in, in 1992. In the semifinal, right? right? That was the semifinal game, you know, that uh, uh, turnaround jump shot from the top of the key with no time left, you know, that to me right. is like another iconic moment uh, that, you know, really sticks out to me. Right. I always think of Michael Jordan hitting the shot against Georgetown in 10 years earlier in 1982 that kind of put his uh, legacy on that meteoric rise. Um, he was freshman of the year that year. Yeah, or, yeah, he was and, freshman. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and beating – and Georgetown, you know, I went to Pitt. I went to Pitt when Pitt was in the Big East and every day missed the old school Big East basketball, you know, the Big East tournament and, and Madison Square Garden and, and those – especially the coaches of the Big East with, um, you know, John Thompson, Jim Beheim, all those guys. Um, and, and the other one that's always sticks out in my mind, the year after Leitner hit the shot in 92 was in 1993 when the Fab Five and Chris Webb were calling a timeout that he didn't have <laughs> against North Carolina. Right. And, that's right. And, um, you know, then they all went off to the pros and, and had great careers. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that, that happened in our generation when it comes to those games, you know, 1983, that NC state Houston game as popular as it was the best. Anytime you do some research on the best NCAA tournament games ever played, the number one game is the NC state Pepperdine game from that, that same year. Um, and beating them, um, I think to get to the mat, the final four or the, the championship game, that's the one that always pops up as, as one of the best games um, of that tournament. I wasn't but, aware of that. I don't remember that game. Yeah. Well, I was, I was five. So I, I really didn't etch it in my mind either, but uh, I'm going to go back and watch it. we got some time this weekend to maybe check it out. Um, so, and, and I also we're recording this on February 10th, a little bit of, of, of my own basketball history creeps in right now. So when I was, in 1992, was it 1992? I was 13 years old, so maybe 1991. 
I'm, I'm six foot four. I was six foot four at 13 years old. Uh, thought it'd be a really brilliant idea to try to jump off of wrestling mats and dunk a basketball. And I did. And on February 10th, this day, 31 years ago, fell off of that basketball hoop and broke both of my arms at the same time. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Two casts for, for six weeks. So that, that's just a little bit of a glimpse into the basketball history of Will Hoffman and why nobody's talking about. The career is cut short. Right. Very short. <laughs> yeah, we could have been. Well, it, it really wasn't the broken arms that that hampered my <laughs> my ascension there, Roger. Uh, it was a lot of other things that added. <laughs> that the, uh, let's blame genetics. How about that? <laughs> hey, sorry for the interruption. I know you're listening to the Monetary Mixtape because you want to learn about financial planning and wealth management. If you have any questions at the end, please head over to www.hoffmanwealth.com or look in the show notes to schedule a call with us. So with, with the Collegiate Funding Solutions, we talk a lot about you know what we can expose, what we can help with. Can you talk a little bit about the process that we put you know, parents and families through what, what tools are available, what resources are available for us to be able to, to work with these, these folks. Well, well, I'd be happy to, I mean, first of all, you know, to answer kind of an obvious question, when should anybody get started? Well, always sooner, the better, obviously. Right. I mean, um, we're not really talking so much about uh, accumulation, but should people be saving for college? Of course they should be saving for college. They should be saving, Right. Uh, you know, for college and these other things. And that's where an advisor can really help them. Yes. Uh, if, the, if families are prudent enough to get the ball rolling and they want to start a, uh, some sort of a college savings program, then, um, you know, that's obviously important because you do want to have resources. Uh, the one thing that I would say about that is that, you know, a lot of people think, hey, you know, uh, they just think about 529s because they've just been so promoted and marketed. Right. But there are other options and that's where you really need to get with a financial advisor. I would say like yourself, where you can evaluate what's really best for a family in light of their circumstances. Okay. Right. Because there's restrictions when you have like a 529 or a, or a Coverdale, right. Uh, they're just for education. And so there could right. be other things better for a family, but anyway, so let's talk about, you know, that's the accumulation phase. But uh, the reality is that, you know, most times when the kids start getting into middle school and certainly high school, you know, the can can't be kicked down the road, so to speak, too much longer. Decisions have to be made. And I'm a strong proponent. Man, by the time your kid is certainly a freshman in high school, you ought to start to do some advanced. It's almost like tactical planning. Right. Uh, because without getting into the how the process works in, in too much detail, um, uh, the, the FAFSA and the financial aid forms that every family when their student is a senior in high school should be uh, submitting without without any um, exceptions, sure. all right? Uh, every family, I don't care if they're making, you know, $500,000 a year, $5 million a year, or $50,000, everybody ought to submit the FAFSA forms. That's a two-year look back, and it's going to look at finances from the kids, uh, from the family's sophomore tax year, basically, the families. So the urgency, this is planning, right? So you want right. to make sure you're planning ahead of time because this gets into the whole area of what should we be doing in terms of what can we do with respect to our financial situation in order to put ourselves in the best possible position vis-a-vis financial aid planning if we're going to be a financial aid candidate. And they can begin to start to know these things a few years out with your help. And families should know this. Right. You shouldn't find out 
you know, um, after the fact, like when you get award letters back from a college that you got no financial aid, you can really know with pretty good level of certainty ahead of time. And you should know so that you're not really disappointed that you get nothing from a school. Right. And now you're stuck with, you know, what do we do now? Right. We got right. nothing. We're, 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 we're stuck. Right. right. So anyway, I would say uh, by a, a student's, uh, you know, sophomore year, it's already to use the, uh, maybe a little bit of the basketball now as you are in the final four. Sure. Time, well, right? Wendy, you, know, you notice the a theme here between <laughs> Tina and Jack and now Roger, what's, what's been the common theme through this education series? Get started now, right? Um, yeah, that, that's ahead, that's been Jack, our, our admissions counselor that we had on last uh, last time was big proponent of as soon yeah. as you start your freshman year, let's get started yeah. on lists and, and the schools you want to go to. Tina yeah. with the FAFSA, get it done, get it done early, get it appealed. You know, so so there's there's a common theme here, and that is get started as soon yeah. as you know your kid's headed in that direction. Yes, the lady you the lady you wait, very important. All right, the lady you wait the less strategies and the less options you have to achieve a better outcome. That right. is just a fact. All right. Um, no, it's true that, that certainly we can help families even when their kids are late stage uh, seniors. Um, even sometimes it's just a question, uh, Will, of helping families figure out the best way to fund the shortfall. I mean, that's consequential too. We talked about a little bit on the front end here. Look, you know, how you debt finance a college education matters and not all options are created equal and some can end up being a whole lot more expensive than others. Right. So, but ideally you want to make sure that you're positioning yourself so that when your child does go off to college, you know, let's say it's, um, you know, we use, you know, uh, let's say it's a private school, um, you know, it could be a public school, but you're going to pay the least amount possible. And the way that you'll do that is by starting sooner and making sure that you're, you know, sort of hitting all the, uh, the, the checklist items that you can do, to affect a better outcome. It's a lot like tax planning. You know, you want to make sure. sure you're doing your advanced tax planning before you're sending in your uh, your 1040, not after the fact, right? And that's why right. people have CPAs and tax planners, right? To help them achieve a best outcome on the tax side. Same kind of idea on the on the paying for college side. Right. And and the what the collegiate funding solution program offers us um, to to work with our clients, there's a great data input form that that captures as much of the information as you possibly have about your financial situation, your kid's education situation, and, and the schools that you're looking for. And that allows us to, you know, make some assumptions about, you know, what what the financial package is going to look like. Um, and, and other schools that are comparable, that may be offering better deals and to use a term that Roger has used there is, is they're offering some good deals and they, they need to fill desks mm-hmm. um, and they need to fill dorms and, and help us, our families, you know, get the best deal possible. What, what other resources does the collegiate funding solution program offer Roger? Well, I mean, certainly a lot of it uh, is going to be focused on helping the parents through the advisor uh, get access to the kind of information they need based on the facts of their case. Right to begin to uh, take actionable steps really, right? To right. Uh, achieve a best outcome when their student gets to that, to that appropriate point in time. So, you know, that's a big part of it. Um, I guess the key thing that I would say is no matter where a family is in the timeline, um, you have something to offer them that can help them, uh, you know, make smart and informed decisions that will help them again, achieve a good outcome at that point in time. 
whether they're in the early accumulator stage, right? Whether they're in the middle school years, whether they're uh, in the high school years, um, and through all sorts of different circumstances, I'm just going to tie this into this diagnostic form, which is huge. Um, and I'm going to tie it sort of into the uh, into this TurboTax analogy as well. When if you're using something like TurboTax, you're just you're responding to questions. The whole idea, though, is that on the back end, um, you know, TurboTax is going to provide you with a whole list of things that you can do to minimize your tax bill, right? Well, that diagnostic form is huge because it takes into consideration a family's unique circumstances. So let's say you're dealing with somebody who's a small business owner, which, you know, you may have those types of clients in sure. your business, right? Um, the fact is there's lots of things that small business owners uh, can do to achieve uh, a best outcome. They're probably the most fertile area for college financial planning because of the flexibility of how businesses can operate and things that they can do. Sure. Just W-2 employee you know, is more locked in uh, to certain things. So this form will sort of help diagnose uh, uh, the client situation. And then you, once you have that client onboarded, you can run all these different sorts of, uh, of reports uh, that uh, will be helpful to the family. We've talked about some of those things that, that these reports will yield. Um, you know, uh, are you a financial aid candidate at a college? Uh, if you're not, what can you do? That's a whole area that we've sort of focused in on over the years that I think is really important. What do you do for families that aren't going to get any financial aid, the high income earners that may not be in any better position to pay for college than anybody else. You have to have a course of action for these people as well. And so, you know, this diagnostic form will ask those questions and these reports that are generated will provide those strategies that these families uh, uh, can at least consider, right? Whether they're admissions-based strategies or tax planning strategies or cash flow strategies or how do we incorporate the grandparents into the mix? All this stuff adds up. Every little bit ad, adds up. And when you add it all up, you may be saving a family $10,000, $20,000 on their out-of-pocket college costs per year. And to go back to the beginning of our conversation, that matters. That matters in their retirement 20 years down the road. It matters in light of student loan debt they're not going to have to take on, which further increases the cost of college. So saving money on your college expenses is huge. Sure. Right? Because so, of that. Einstein himself, the most powerful force in the world is compounding interest. So the the, the least amount of interest in, on your debt that you're compounding, the, the more options parents have, the more options kids have. And it's it's a program that we were really excited to to be a part of and to launch and to, and to get ready to help our families with. Um, a little bit different than the other folks. If you need help with this, um, the, our resources are going to be in the show notes below. Uh, there's a link to our College Funding Solutions webpage. Um, there's also going to be a, a link to a more in-depth webinar. I encourage you to check that out to get an understanding of how this program works, um, how you can engage that. As always, our, our website to be able to engage this process. But parents, going through this, it's a big deal. It's a big deal that that sets your kids up for the rest of their lives. And financial decisions that are happening. We know the importance of a college education. We know the importance of of paying for that and, and having as little debt as possible for all of us. So um, I encourage you to, to, at the very least, watch this webinar, see if it's a program that, that you may fit into, and, and to ask us some questions about this, because it, it is something that will help in the long run. Uh, Roger, I do want to thank you for joining us. More than that, I want to thank you for this program. There's a lot of resources that financial advisors have. There's a lot of 
things that are developed. You know, we've we've talked about Riskalyze and how that's been an impact for our firm. Um, the financial planning softwares that we use, um, but this is something that is is uh, really making an impact right away. So again, don't really want to make myself the uh, spokesperson for our profession, but I do want to say thank you for creating something like this. It, the impact is is profound. And we can't wait to use it more to help folks um, and, and help these kids uh, find out what's what's necessary to get the best deal on their education. Well, thanks for inviting me. In. And uh, I guess if I would say any sort of in conclusion on my end, you sort of talked, started out talking about these ever forgotten Gen Xers. And I applaud you for stepping up, <laughs> stepping into the gap and helping these people, because I guarantee there really is hardly any place that they can go to get this kind of help, you know, and and it's so important. Um, that, um, you know, you have made it an important part of your commitment to your clients. And it's really important. And it's and it's a noble mission, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this I is a noble that. thing to do to help people so they don't go broke and blow up their financial future, uh, you know, paying for college, which, you know, unfortunately, too many people have done. So yeah. thanks again. Hopefully, you know, we've covered some things. I think we have that can benefit yeah. people, at least get them thinking. Well, right? hopefully... Uh... By the time this airs in March, you and I are both looking at our alma maters. Um, hopefully we square off in the ACC championship game and we have some bright futures ahead in the tournament, right? I hope my team makes it there. <laughs> uh, Wendy, it's all yours. All right. Good luck, guys. I hope both your teams make it, although I know that's not possible. Um, <laughs> thank you to Roger and thank you, Will. And thank you for joining us today on Monetary Mixtape. Please like, follow, and share with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Don't bounce just yet. The streetlights haven't come on. Thank you for listening to the Monetary Mixtape podcast. If you thought this episode was dope, then click the follow button to be notified when we drop a new episode. Visit our website at hoffmanwealth.com. Or give us a call at 724-522-5411. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hoffman Wealth Management. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and Hoffman Wealth Management are separate entities from LPL Financial. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly.